0: Good morning to you. It's 821 and in studio with us this morning, Fred Johnson with Ask Fred Johnson and uh, the Saturday morning Ask Fred Johnson Real Estate Show as well. Fred, how are you, sir?
1: Frank, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Thanks for having me in today. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. You look pretty good on this spring day in a purple shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm letting them know out there what you look that's, like. That's okay. That's right okay. On. As long as it's all good stuff. It's so all good. there is
0: a ton of stuff happening with local real estate, you know, as always.
1: You know, land use land use seems to be, you know, gosh, on the docket in so many ways. And, you know, it, it kind of reminds me, Frank, it's, it's weird, but, you know, many years ago there was that movie Mel Brooks made called High Anxiety, you know, and the people were going to the window going, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore, you know. And you kind of wonder when that time's going to come because it just keeps... It it, it seems like there's just more and more being piled on each day, and it's not all being piled on in the same place at the same time so that you can get a collective picture of everything that's happening. It's like you hear about this over here and that over there and this over here, and then you slide them together, and you go, now, wait a minute. That has quite a bit of impact. And we're seeing a fair amount of that happening right now in in Bend. You know, one of the things, a couple of the things that are happening slowly and kind of quietly um, is that track of land out there where the Stevens Road tract is, where um, the... the, um, uh, it made the news not long ago with the library selecting a ten-acre spot out there, and then also what uh, those of us locally call the Corpine site, you know, which is down where the down in the old mill district there, right off the parkway, and that's a 33-acre site. And they uh, moved the spoken moto here recently. They've had tractors and things out there, and and mm-hmm. you know just to give the people an idea of kind of how much density change that's going to be. You know, previously the the sort of the thumbnail. Um, speculation was that an acre of land yielded about seven homes. You know, so it was a seven to one yield is what you'd have. So if you have thirty acres, that means you'd yield about two hundred and ten homes on that on that piece of land. Um, the proposed development that's going to go there obviously is going to be multi story. Um, Sixteen hundred um, dwelling units are proposed, in addition to another fifty thousand square feet of office space and a hundred thousand square feet of business space. And then, if you may recall, last year the parking requirement was was lifted. So that's not required. So if you, if you go to Kittleson or some of these traffic engineers or whatever, and they, they propose vehicular trips per home, per dwelling unit per day, there's at least a couple, couple trips per day per house. Well, if you've got 1600 of them there, that means there's 3,200 vehicular trips, not counting any of the commercial or business activity that will be going on there. So that, that area right now where you just sort of slide past the the uh, um, Starbucks there and you merge into that sort of awkward intersection where Colorado and Arizona come together and all that sort of thing, you probably know it all too well. Um, it's going to turn into a show. Yeah. It's it's, it's going to turn into an absolute show there.
0: You put that many housing units, and with Colorado and Arizona being your major access to get to and from <clears throat> the parkway. Yes. And to and from the west side, Century Drive, Mount Bachelor, etc. I don't know how that's going to impact things, uh, but it just... I'm, I'm seeing gridlock like crazy.
1: Well, I, I think that, you know, and, and it, it comes down to someone such as myself. I try to go to the utilitarian perspective and get right down to how is commerce going to flow? You know, how is the watermelon truck going to be able to deliver watermelons to the grocery store? Um, what's the emergency response going to be? You know, can a fire truck, can an ambulance? So if you're in there and you hit the deck having a stroke or a heart attack, is somebody going to be able to get to you quick enough to be able to save your life? Um, you know, the the roadways are not just for transportation back and forth and they're certainly not just for bicycles and I think sometimes that sort of short range core area density we're going to walk to everything um, is, is, is really a pretty utopian perspective. I was just recently down to Phoenix again and you know you get down there and ju- jump on a highway and I'm not, I'm not promoting this for Central Oregon, but you know you jump on a, on a highway, you're doing 85 miles an hour either six lines wide when you get to where you're going, you take the off ramp pull into the parking lot, walk right up to the store that you're going to. Now those stores, maybe 25 30 miles apart well if you went down there and said hey guys i know it's 115 but you guys are going to do this on an electric bicycle from this point forward um, that's going to dramatically change that town mm-hmm. and uh, what we're seeing in our town here in that interconnectivity with the highway with the core area all of these roundabouts that are being thrown in and then then on top of that, so you've occluded the roadway, and then now you're going to stuff a bunch of core area density in there. Once you do that, it's really hard to go back and open up those roadways again. And that's, that's the problem. You know, the, They call it road, right-of-way acquisition. You know? So if you're going to widen the road or do something that, that way, it's uh, done through a process called eminent domain. There's uh, just and fair compensation is given to the property owners. Um, obviously, there's some damages because you've affected their businesses or done whatever. So you see what I mean. While you've already got the right away and got the space, it's easier to maximize it than it is to go back in after the fact and try to reclaim it or extend it. So is think, this a bend
0: only problem? Or are you no, seeing?
1: <clears throat> Not at all. Not at all. As a matter of fact, um, you know, if if I may, I'm going to kind of jump out here a little bit. Maybe I'll get some calls later today. Um, you know, LCDC is is very proud of the fact that this is their 50th year. And LCDC, I think we could fairly say, has been an absolute disaster. Um, this is the thing that accounts for the urban growth boundaries, the process for the urban growth boundaries, the matrix as far as how much industrial, how much commercial, how much residential you need. You're supposed to have 20 years' worth of inventory at your current absorption rate. Well, like in Bend, we haven't had any industrial land to speak of, so we've had no absorption. So. 20 times zero, zero. So apparently we don't need any industrial land in Bend. Well, obviously that matrix doesn't work because we could certainly use industrial land. And industrial land isn't something that you can just do in um, you know 5,000-acre parcels because you have to be able to get a truck in there so that you can load it and unload it. You have to be able to store the wrapping and the containers. There has to be a component for the forklift. You know, So industrial parcels need to be, just by, by their nature, need to be larger in dimension. Um, and that's something that really, you know, Not much effort has been put into. um, And, you know, to call out council, with the bringing in the Stevenson tract, they still have not done anything on the process to two things. The urban growth boundary was extended like in 16. We still have not built on that. And they haven't started the process on the new urban growth boundary to see where the next one's going to be. So we're woefully behind on the land that we need. And we've put all of our trust in two large out-of-area developers, one down there where the Corpine plant is and the other one on Stephen Road. Local staff as well, you know, we don't really have the manpower. Why don't you go ahead and write your zoning and, and do the development the way that you want to do it and let them come in and steamroll our town. So it's going to dramatically change things. And to think for a moment that we're out ahead of it, we're out doing any planning, we're anticipating anything, no, it's totally reactionary.
0: All right. I'm Fred Johnson, there's never enough time. But there is on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. There soon. is. And, and if anybody has
1: any interest or any of the information that I've talked about, they can always go to my website at askfredjohnson.com. Um, you know, tell me uh, you, you know, agree with what I say, or you don't agree with what I say. Either way, or you can call on, on uh, Saturday mornings, nine to ten a.m., and uh, right here on FM News One Hundred, eleven ten, KBND.
0: That's the place to go. Fred, thanks so much. Always good to see you.
1: Frank, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.